WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. Oh, my. Sounds like we've uh, lost connection with John, which means we're starting off extra hot. So we'll wait for him to come back. In the meantime, I am Jesse Wilkins, and I will bring in the guest because I don't know what to do here without John. John, whenever you connect, you let me know. Um, Hello to John the guest. Hello. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Great. Well, it's your show now, my friend, because we lost John. (laughs) So good luck. Thank you. Hi, I'm a friend of John Paul's. Uh, I have my own radio show with my brother down here in Rhode Island, and we've been doing it for 35 years. Can I say to the uh, radio station uh, call it is? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it it was it's on WPRV live Saturday morning and replayed on WPRO, uh, of course on on not on tape but on whatever we want to call those things nowadays, and. Uh, so, 35 years, I've known John Paul about that long, too. We're both members of NEMPA, New England Motor Press Association. And uh, most of my life, I've either been turning wrenches or teaching kids how to turn wrenches, or adults, too, actually. Uh, I've done that as well. So, uh, uh, and every week, my brother and I do, we would answer questions about, you know, repair, which was a lot more it happened a lot more before COVID because now there's more of a skeleton crew. We don't have a producer to answer the phone. My brother answers the phone and talks. He's in one room. I'm in the other room. And uh, well, Sounds like he's the we, producer now, huh? Yeah, he is. And he also does the... Uh, he does the uh, anchor, anchors the news Monday through Friday on WPRO uh, uh, from 1 to 7 or whatever the, the time is that he's, he's there for. So uh, so he does know how to operate the board and all of that stuff myself. I've never sat behind it. I have no idea how to do it. Well, uh, lucky, lucky for us, we have John on the line. <laughs> Hello, John. All right. Lucky for me, you mean. <laughs> hey, John Paul, where are you? Oh, Uh-oh. my goodness, something's going on with the connection here. All right, well, back to you. Back to me. All right, and then, like John has been doing for quite a long time, uh, we do test drive cars weekly, and uh, we've been doing that just as long as we've been on the radio. And and this week, I've uh, I road tested a 22 Chevrolet Bolt EUV Premier, and... Uh, it's the second bolt I've had this year. I had the the smaller bolt, which is not that much smaller, and now the the larger one. Hello, which hello, is, hello, hello, John Paul. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I think I'm here, but look at that, Sounds right like on time. Sounds like it's to me. Are we working or not? Oh yeah, you're on. Yes, we are. We're on. I'm we're working. on. We're connected together. Yeah, okay. I can hear you, John. Can you hear me? I can hear. I can hear. Every, I could hear everything right up till. Nobody could hear me for whatever reason, so I'm not quite sure what's going on. And I have levels in both directions, so everything seemed to be fine. But 
Uh, is everything working okay, Jesse? Yeah, we are good and we are live, baby. All right. All right. Good Good to go. So It was, it was secretly working the whole time. I just wanted to sabotage the show and take over, that, see if I had well, what it took, you know? You know, uh, well, I'd well, like to uh, welcome John Paul to John Paul's show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, this is, you know, and I think it was because I insulted Jesse from the beginning. That's how it Because, I said, yeah, how it because starts, yeah. I said to him, uh, it appears as if the radio stations haven't set their clocks back yet because you said it was 12.03 rather than 11.03. Did I do that again? That's the second time today. Yep. Yeah. So, right. uh, <laughs> so I, so I, so I think, so I think it started started there, and the, uh, and um, you know, I didn't even make fun of the weather forecast. So I don't, I don't know what happened. But, when I said it was uh, going to be unreasonably warm, yeah, yeah it's unreasonably been a, warm. It's yeah, been a disaster uh, here all day. Unreasonably, <laughs> unseasonably, you know. So, and uh, you know, with us, with us is John Zangari. Good thing he introduced himself and introduced the whole program. So, um, like I said, I've I've known John and his brother Paul for forever. I have guested on their show, uh, filling in for either one of them, which was always kind of fun because it's Paul Zangari and John Zangari, and of course my name's John Paul. So it was easy. It was easy to figure figure that out. So uh, it it all worked out. It all worked out good. So uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, you started. You started to say, you know, at one point you you have you have had a pretty uh, varied career. Everything from teaching kids how to fix everything from small engines to cars to uh, yeah. you were you were a uh, technical trainer at Toyota, right? I was it, over here in Man. Well, down there for your listeners, down there in Mansfield, or up there in Mansfield. <laughs> Depending on where you, you know where where you are exactly, but yeah, in Mansfield, yeah. in Mansfield at uh, Toyota of Toyota of New England, uh, which which is kind of a misnomer because it's Toyota of New England except Connecticut, as I recall. That is correct. Actually, yeah. it's it's the Boston region. Yeah, yeah. So there's the New England Toyota dealers though that are aligned with with uh, the Boston region. So when they have their New England Toyota dealer, uh, uh, what do you call it, sales and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then there's a little fine print probably says not in Connecticut. Something like that. You're right. So, yeah. uh, but you, but you've had, you've had a, uh, like I said, a pretty uh, varied career. Uh, and one of the things I think that makes what you do sort of interesting, like what I do, and when you guys are explaining things to people, I think part of having that educational background where you don't just give the answer, but you give the reason why there's an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there's got to be a reason for that answer. Yeah. But but oh, sometimes yeah. so, sometimes in a lot of cases you know somebody says, you know, my uh, you know, my my shoulder hurts and you know, it's automatic. Well, you your your rotator cuff's bad. Well, why did that happen? And kind of the same thing with cars. People want to know why the car doesn't mm-hmm. run right or the car doesn't stop right. And I think the idea of explaining it to kids and giving them the background yep. uh, makes it makes it good when you have to explain it to adults sometimes that maybe know less about the cars than the kids did. Well, yeah, especially a, a lot of adults are, are very much not interested in how cars work uh, until they don't. Uh, and, of course, the kids that I would have in school were the kids that were interested in how cars work and because they wanted to work on them. So the, their level of interest... Uh, at that young age, it was a lot higher. You know, you, you only care about that rotator cuff now that it hurts. You didn't care about it before. Yeah, it, uh, you're right. You're right. And <laughs> and and the idea, the idea too, that um, you know, I keep seeing that 
you know, young people are not that interested in the automotive industry anymore. But when I go to a Votech school and I'm on, I think, four or five Votech boards these days, and mm-hmm. the auto the auto shops are filled with kids, and they're at maximum capacity these days. I think there is a there is a subset of kids that still really have an interest in repairing cars or you know fixing plumbing or you know wiring a house or whatever it is i think the trades are in the past four or five years have come back pretty strong uh, i i agree with that i think they they have as well i know that when i worked for toyota there was and that was in the 80s that there was well late 80s uh there was a problem it seemed getting technicians and uh so they they started the Toyota technical training program to uh, to get kids interested and and to build up programs in Votech high school Votech schools and uh, and that's where they started with that and then they aligned also with some community colleges as well. Right, right. Yeah, and Mass Bay Community College up in Massachusetts is um, their their automotive program is I think now it's Toyota Chrysler. And maybe maybe one Ford, other manufacturer. Ford, so. maybe. Yeah, and uh, what's kind of interesting is uh, uh, somebody who you maybe worked with years ago, Howie Ferris, who started the program at Mass Bay yep. because he ran the Toyota program, um, is seemingly back at Mass Bay these days. They they did a worldwide search of a new uh, automotive director and apparently went back to him. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> right. So even though even though he had retired, apparently he came back these days. So he's he's back up there. So a little little bit of that. You started to talk about an electric car that you drove, uh, a version yep. of the Chevy Bolt called a Bolt. I think it's EUV. Yes. Yeah. Which and, is sort of a smaller. Which is a sort of an SUV sort of. Thing, uh, I guess. Don't, yeah. don't don't say that. It, yeah, it's no, it's not, it's not even CUV size. Yeah, okay. And it's actually, it, is it actually less storage in it than a Bolt? There, less what? Less actual storage inside of it than a Bolt? No, it's larger. It's it a larger, larger car. Okay. It has a larger price, and it has the same engine. And you know, does it, I, does if it, you want, I could go through a have, whole big road it, test on this. <laughs> does it have? Uh, a, does it have an engine? No, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I it has a motor. It has a yes, motor, and yeah. I know the difference too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I don't know the difference. I only know how to correct people when they when they say it wrong. So. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know why that ro- rotated cuff went bad, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, Are they, yeah, the, uh, the 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 power plant in the uh, in the uh, Bolt EUV is exactly the same. The car weighs more, so it isn't quite as fast as the smaller one. But uh, if you look at one, and then you know maybe a half an hour later, see another one somewhere else. You might not notice the difference, hmm. you know. So it's not really big, and it's and if somebody wants to call it an SUV, it really doesn't have the U to it. It's it's really not a lot of utility uh, because of its size is not that big. Uh, one not big. one important question from a one important, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> one important question from a AAA standpoint: Does it have a spare tire? It does not. Yeah. If it yeah. did, I couldn't find it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's always something, you know, that seems to be, you know, people say to us at AAA, why, you know, how often do you tow electric cars and why do you tow them, you know, are people running out of electricity? No, they're running out of tires. They get a flat tire yeah. and they go, oh, there's no spare tire in this thing. And and a lot of them have to be flatbed towed, so they have to be on a ramp truck to come back to wherever it's going to go. Because a lot of these, uh, you know, especially the Tesla models, are uh, all-wheel drive, and they they can't be towed in conventional ways. So the idea of a lack of a spare tire has always been a bit of an issue for me. Yeah, I, I understand, and and uh, you know, I've been on the road and gotten flat tires before. And as much as I don't like mini spares, I was certainly happy to have it. Yeah, yeah, even though you're right, even though you you look and there's this, you know, spare tire that's half the size of the car, the, the tires that are on the car, the idea that you can jack up the car, put it on, and drive away uh, is a whole lot better than the alternative of scratching your head and going, now what? Well, you know, one of the big problems in it, and the automotive uh, uh, manufacturers don't seem that this just does not register with them. You're driving down the highway at 65, 70 miles an hour. You get a flat tire. Now, you just can't stop the car immediately. You have to maneuver, pull over to the side of the road, get in the breakdown line. By that time, your tire has disintegrated, and you just hope that you didn't ruin the rim. Now, you go get that can of goo, and you might as well just spray it on the cars going down the highway because... It certainly is not going to stay inside of that. What's left of your your road tire, right? You know that you're, thing that's worn out right. completely. Yeah, and and I'm I'm embarrassed to say this a little bit because um, I'm a big believer in if you're going to repair if the tire is repairable, you should repair it properly. You should right. use a patch and plug combination where the hole gets filled in, it gets patched by the on the inside, but on the other hand, in case of emergencies, I have a plug kit in both our family cars, uh, just in case you know you you know there's something pretty obvious, and I can and I can stick a plug in there and hook up my little battery air compressor and and uh, air up the tire, and I'm good to go. Yeah, that you know I used to do that when uh, I didn't have as new tires on on as new a car as I have now, and. Uh, I used to do that, and the biggest problem with that was I used to throw away glue a lot because it, I would never use it, and so the glue would go bad. So I, I, I did do that. They, they, you know, at one time I was so confident in the car I owned, I kept the bicycle in the trunk. Yeah, I, I, I owned it. I owned an MGB that I kept a tow cable. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, because. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was a typical MG that you know uh, you met a lot of people by the side of the road. True. Yeah. 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 I, yeah and I and I, got, and I got pretty good at um, the fuel pump was kind of located in a weird spot, and you could take the um, little hammer that you would use to um, to take the knockoff hubs off, and you could oh, just yeah. and you could just reach under there and whack the fuel pump and get it to start back up again, and then it would work perfect again. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but but just in case, I always kept a tow cable because uh, there were some times that uh, just things didn't work the way they should. So you hit the fuel pump too hard. Yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Or or but but you know, it's sort of like they were almost set up for towing. You know, they had hooks in them and. Uh, yeah, was, they knew. Yeah, yeah, they, they sort of knew. You know, it was it was that. But but the idea, in fact, I have a neighbor here, and she had a low tire, and I went over and pumped up her tire. 
the other night, and I came out the next morning. It was flat, and uh, I said to her, uh, oh, Linda, uh, I guess I guess you do have something going on in that tire because it's flat now. And she looked, and she went, oh, crap, I didn't even see it. And sure enough, I, um, I just rolled the car back a little bit, and there was a screw stuck in the tire. So I said, well, you know, this isn't. A plug is kind of a temporary repair, but let's get a plug in it so at least you can at least you can manage to get the car to where you want to go. And um, and where I am currently in Florida, uh, there mm-hmm. are there are three tire stores plus a Walmart, and the only one that's open is the Walmart because the other three got so much damage from the hurricane they haven't been able to. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Oh. So uh, I guess that temporary repair that you did on her tire might be a little more, uh, a lot long temporary because uh, maybe they don't even, she can't even get her car into Walmart. Yeah, I'm sure well, they'd be busy. Yeah, they are, they're yeah. extremely busy. In fact, there's a body shop, the car that we keep down here uh, got about $2,000 worth of damage from stuff flying at it and falling on it. and you know, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was at a carport. Um, that um, I'm not sure where the carport is. It's not here. It's uh, like not even in the neighborhood anyway. I, I, well, it might be. There, there is something that looks like a carport or a shed up a tree about 100 yards away from me. Uh, I mean, ah. literally literally up a tree, up about you know 25 or 30 feet in a tree. Oh, how do you so, get that down? I <laughs> when the wind blows in the other direction, I probably but uh, <laughs> cut the but, tree, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but it's but it is, um, uh, you know. So uh, I went to a body shop around the corner from where I live here, and I went in and I said to them, um, "Here's the, you know, you know, what do you what do you think about how much damage?" And and I had buffed up the car and cleaned it because it was, it you know, from it had a car cover on it. And uh, if you've ever seen anybody who was kind of foolish enough to put a car cover on a motorcycle, they were trailering a great distance. The mm-hmm. car cover, the car cover, you know, banging on the paint of the of the motorcycle at 70 miles an hour ends up damaging the paint. Well, right. a car cover that's in 115 or 120 mile an hour wind, um, you know, until it finally deteriorates, is gonna it's gonna bang on the paint so there was some damage because of that but i was able to buff a lot of it out and mm-hmm. i brought it up to the body shop and and their phone was ringing non-stop and i said oh geez you guys are busy and they said well you got to understand you know within generally about a 10 mile radius of here there's five or six body shops and we're the only one open right now because we only had we only lost a big garage door and uh we park a we park a big trailer in front of it at night to for security purposes and to keep the door, you know, keep people out. And yeah. uh, other, than, other than that, you know, we're able to function, uh, which is not the case of a lot of businesses down here. So, mm. yeah, yeah. it's going to be rough recuperating for that for, from that storm for a couple of years at least. I, I would, I would think so. It's uh, there is a lot of, you know, there's there's uh, you know tons and tons of debris. Our little neighborhood. Uh, it is just piles of stuff out in front of people's houses. You know, I have a bunch of insulation and some metal out in front of the house and some wood that I had to take up a ceiling and a floor to deal with. And um, but there is there there are literally whole houses that have been bulldozed, you know, into a pile because they they didn't make it. And the waterways 
um, are also filled with, you know, metal and house parts and mm. boot pieces and car parts and yeah. you know things like that because and the uh, the county is going around and they're trying to they're trying to fish as much of that stuff out of the water as they can because you know Florida among other things is a big tourist area and you need to have you know a lot of people come to Florida to fish and you can't fish if there's uh, if there's uh, stuff floating in the water or yeah, stuff that you can't I, that see that doesn't swim that doesn't <laughs> swim yeah exactly yeah. exactly so um, well, yeah so the 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 Chevy EUV back to that we kind of went yeah, way off okay. track there for a bit um you said it was it's a little bit bigger a little bit heavier than the Chevy Bolt the Bolt had yeah. I thought I thought the Bolt was functionally a very good car um it had well, good, it, it was it, it is. had good good range good comfort it might have not been the prettiest-looking car on the planet, but uh, I thought it looks it's, isn't, yeah. isn't awful. It, 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 it looks fine for what it is. Yeah. You want a Corvette-looking car? No, don't buy this. Don't buy that, yeah. But as far yeah. as functionality, I thought it worked pretty good, and I only have the ability to charge up with 110 volts, and I found that um, unless I drove it you know, to a 200 miles in one day, my normal day-to-day driving, I could just plug it in and charge it up, and it would, you know, add sixty or seventy miles overnight, and it would bring it back to more than full. Well, twelve hours worth of charging, the overnight uh, approximation is is does a pretty good job of taking up all filling up what my daily routine would be normally, unless I, you know, went on an extended uh, drive for some reason uh like test driving a car kind of thing but uh, with the chevy bolt you can adjust the amount of charge that it will do on 120 and i don't know on one on 240 because i don't have that ability uh, unless i went to some place and that's all you know public charging stations, which is, I believe is all automatic anyway. But I, I could do, uh, I think it was thir- 12, I could do 12 uh, uh, kilowatt hours. Uh, so what would happen would be that, uh, or I could do like eight or something like that. Yeah. Because I was on a one, tw- I was on a 20 amp circuit, I could do the 12 very easily a uh, 15 uh, uh, amp circuit there may be you know it may be popping the circuit because it's going to heat up right and so that that didn't make a difference but anybody who who buys an electric car really should get a 240 setup now speaking of 240 setup the the ev oh i always get these initials wrong the uh charging so i'll say charging cord the uh the charging cord that comes with the bolt has a, a removable 120 pigtail and a removable 240 pigtail. So you don't have to go out and pay another $600 or whatever it is. You can buy cheap ones as well. Uh, uh, a 240 charging station, all you have to do is pay for the uh, wiring and the circuit breakers and the outlet in, in your garage or wherever it is you want the the uh, the power to be so you can charge up your 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 Chevy Bolt and some car manufacturers you get a 120 and if you want to do 240 you got to go buy something else yeah I kind of I kind of like that and it's 
I mean, this is just a weird function of where I happen to be right now. But the house next door to me um, had a utility shed with a washer and dryer in it. And um, because of the hurricane, the utility shed is gone. And uh, the washer and dryer is um, kind of moved around a little bit. But there's a 240... But there's a 240 volt outlet right there. So if I yep. had if I had that vehicle in that cord, I could pull up next to where the door used to be on the shed, um, and I could plug in and charge up on 240 volts. And I think for a lot of people that have garages that maybe have you know maybe have washer and dryers in the garages or something in like Florida, that. Florida, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. That's common. Yeah. So that's so that's one of those things that I think we can. You know, we can think of. Before we let you go, are you tired of electric vehicles yet? Are you tired of reading about them? Are you tired of hearing about them? Uh, no, not really. No? I, and what, I'm ti- what I'm tired about is people talking about the uh, tomorrow we're going to have uh, autonomous automobiles and they're going to drive and I don't and they don't need to learn how to drive and it's going to do everything that a person can do, which it can't and won't. It, it, it can't. And I think... You know the the different levels of vehicle autonomy. You know one, two, three, four, five. You know uh, Mercedes is coming out with level three vehicle autonomy uh, this year, which means that the vehicle can drive itself till it can't. And I mean, I, I, there there are there are times that I like to drive, and there there are times that I don't like to drive. Um, you know, I had to, about a month and a half ago, I had to drive up to Somerville, and I was stuck in typical Boston morning traffic for like 45 minutes or an hour and it wasn't there was no reason for it it was the volume of traffic perfect time to have an autonomous vehicle I could sit there I could you know read the paper I could do something uh, but the idea that the car is going to drive itself till the box falls off the truck in front of me and then I have to jump in and take over I want to be able to zone out when the vehicle's driving itself I don't want to I don't I don't want to have to be posed over the steering wheel, get ready to jump in and take over. That's no fun. Well, the the Chevy Bolt that I test drove this this week uh, has uh, Chevy Super Cruise in it, and I tried using it, and I got it to work eventually. But in some places, it said uh, cannot engage, uh, not on mapped road. Yeah, I I was on a highway. Oh uh, well. You know, well, and so they haven't been there yet. <laughs> I, I don't know why, uh, but th- that's the point about you know it, it's now nowhere near being ready. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you, and I think you know ten you know it was probably close to ten years ago that the New England Motor Press Association we had our MIT event and uh, technology event, and we were talking about self-driving cars ten years ago, and we were thinking that. Well, self-driving cars, you know, maybe we'll see them in 15 or 20 years. I think as that 10 years has gone by, we've kind of said there's going to be features to vehicles that will allow them to do certain things, but none of these features take the place of a fully engaged driver. Well, uh, the uh, Tesla autopilot is being investigated for more accidents and more accidents. Uh, They seem to... Uh, n- not be able to drive themselves in all situations. Yeah, I think one of them ran into a fire truck. You know how? Uh, you know how 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 it how it you know miscalculated a fire truck for something. I I don't really know, but I guess it did. So, um, as an open space, you mean? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess so. So, uh, I I, I got to get back to your uh, to a question about sick of electric cars and 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 one of the reasons that I'm not sick of it of them is because they do have fantastic performance. You know, the Chevy Bolt doesn't have real fantastic performance, but what little four cylinder car or three cylinder car would have this a performance as good as the Bolt. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you look at something, you know, take something that was equivalent to maybe the Chevy Bolt, like a, a Chevy Sonic or maybe a yeah. Spark, which is a little bit smaller. They had pretty pretty poor performance. And compared to the Bolt, the Bolt had, the Bolt had sort of, um, I don't know, you could probably say it had performance similar to a... Uh, six-cylinder Mustang or Camaro from you know yeah. not that many years ago, or or maybe even the uh, kind of oversmogged Fox body Mustangs that that d- didn't have great you know performance from zero to forty, where the where the Bolt has has good performance. So, well, yeah. I, I'm sure it's, it could outperform a 350 Chevrolet with a 155 horsepower. From yeah. you know yeah. when was that that they were yeah. so choked off with uh, emission controls. Yeah, no, you you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Hey, uh, John, I want to thank you for joining us on the program, and I want to thank you for hosting it for the first five minutes. I don't know what happened. but uh, <laughs> You're uh, welcome. But, yeah. but, but, that, but that was good. And your program, again, is on Saturday mornings at 8, between 8 and 9 on 790 yep. a.m., and then it yes. appears it appears again on Sunday nights on WPRO? Sat- no, Saturday nope, night. No, Saturday night on WPRO. Yep. What time? Yeah, eight, 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 yeah. eight to nine. Yeah. So eight uh, to nine, and they both live live stream uh, at the time that they're on. There you go. There you go. Hey, so. hey, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for filling in for me. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. That was John Zangari. He is one half of Drive Through Radio. Drive Through Radio is an uh, 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 automotive radio program that's been on the air longer than I have. I've been on the air for nearly 30 years. They've been on the air, I think, for 35 years. Um, they're actually on the air longer than those other Italian brothers that you've heard of, uh, uh, Tom and Ray Maliazzi, who I don't think were quite on the air for that long a period of time. So, uh, been around for a long time. Hey, we need to take a break. We're way overdue. My name's John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. Uh, thanks for to Jesse for uh, uh, keeping us on the air. I for, guess for messing whatever, up your show. Yeah, whatever, whatever you were doing up there. But thanks, <laughs> thanks for doing that. And uh, we'll take a break. My name's John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. If you want to give us a call, and we are live, obviously, because. No one would record that mess, so uh, we are live, so give us a call at 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900, and like, ra- like all things in radio, no one died, it's all good, move on, uh, let's take some calls, 781-837-4900, you listen to the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD, the South Shores radio station. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and car rentals, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com join. 
Don't miss one of our nation's best traditions, America's hometown Thanksgiving celebration in Plymouth. This nationally ranked Thanksgiving celebration kicks off on Friday night, November 18th at 7 with the Plymouth Philharmonic Orchestra. Saturday morning, the Thanksgiving Parade's opening ceremony begins at 9.30 at Plymouth Rock. At 10, that's where the parade begins. It features historically accurate, chronologically displayed floats, nationally recognized drum and bugle corps, reenactment units from every period of American history, and military marching units. Also on Saturday in Enjoy waterfront activities for the family, the Portal to the Past, Reenactment Village, a beer and wine garden, and the Children's Pavilion. Grab a bite to eat along Food Truck Alley. Saturday evening brings America's best drum and bugle corps reunion concert at Memorial Hall. Free shuttles from the Kingston MBTA every 15 minutes Saturday. Don't miss the annual Harvest Market on the waterfront on Sunday. America's hometown Thanksgiving celebration, November 18th through the 20th on the Plymouth Waterfront. Visit USAThanksgiving.com for more information. Well, hey there. It's Chris from South Shore Buds in Marshfield. I don't know about you, but I grew up pretty skeptical of anything cannabis related. From the time I drank juice in a box to long after I drank wine from a box, I stayed away. I just said no. It wasn't until I met someone who answered all of my questions, and I had a lot of them, that I finally gave it a try. It didn't take long for me not just to become a fan, but to discover the potential benefits of cannabis. So if you're curious, if you've got questions, like I did, stop by South Shore Buds. Or if you're an experienced consumer looking for a thoughtfully curated menu, stop by South Shore Buds. We'll help you find your happy place. We're at 985 Plain Street, just off Route 3 at Exit 27 in Marshfield. Or check us out online, where you can browse, place an order for pickup, or place an order for delivery at SouthShoreBuds.com. That's SouthShoreBuds.com. Always consume responsibly. Don't miss the Just Steph Show every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for fun guests and tips on living your best life every day. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday night's Tomorrow night from 8 to 10 on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 WATD. Now back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the car doctor program on 95.9 WATD. Our phone number is 781-837-4900. It's a beautiful day in the South Shore. what What did you call it? Ridiculously... What, what was the, what was the terminology used for the weather there, Jesse? Unreasonably warm today. Unreasonably warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, beautiful day. So hopefully you're out uh, doing some nice things outside. Maybe you have the radio on in the car. Well, you know, this would be a perfect day to give the car a good wash and wax, get it all looking good. Because, you know, I can't predict much. You know, obviously, if I could, I'd be picking the one point nine billion dollar lottery pick or whatever is coming up. Um, but I know that it is eventually going to get cold. It's eventually going to get snowy. It's eventually going to be salt and junk on the roads. And uh, first off, you know, salt's no good for your car. All that sand that kicks up is no good for your car. And if you can get an extra coat of wax on it, that's going to help. And this is a good time to go around, give the car a really good wash, um, depending on how fussy you want to get with um getting the paint finish back, uh, the term that kind of came up in the past 10 years called paint correction, where you actually really spend crazy amounts of time cleaning the paint up on the car, going over it with um, with a clay bar, for instance, which is a, which is a 
so, exactly what it sounds like. It is uh, it is a chunk of clay that that literally pulls all of the dirt and debris off the car, and uh, you go over the car with that, and then you go over it again, and once you finally get the car really really clean, then you then you wax and polish. Uh, and get the the wax sort of restores the paint, and the polish kind of protects it. Most people just use a liquid uh, wax that kind of does all of that all at one time. But that helps that helps keep the junk from sticking to the car. Also, it's a good excuse when you're really spending some time washing the car to find those little nicks and scratches in the car. Uh, get a bottle of touch-up paint. Touch it up. Uh, if there is a little bit of rust, sand the rust. A little bit of a little dab of primer. Little dab of touch up on there is going to really help prevent that from getting worse. Uh, one of the guests that we've had on this program in the past is a company called Automotive Touch Up. Uh, they are a company that they're a smaller company. Uh, they have uh, they sell factory paint in spray cans. So if you have a you know if you have a factory color and you're having trouble matching it, uh, they can actually. They can sell it to you in a, a, a nail polish size bottle, or they can sell you a gallon of it, depending on what you want to do with it. And the old Volkswagen that we keep up in uh, keep keep up in Massachusetts, uh, that's an '09. I bought it used, um, really used. Uh, it was just it was supposed to last a year. That was its only plan was to last a year, and uh, it did have some rust on it, and kind of knocked the rust off of it, filled it, primed it, painted it, and uh, you know how do you match how do you match paint on a an '09 car? Uh, well, I called Automotive Touch Up, ordered a can of paint. I think I think it was twenty dollars, and. Uh, uh, match really nice and especially it was on the rockers where a lot of those old Volkswagens rust away and so it's sort of outside your normal line of sight so even if the color was off a little bit you didn't know and what's also nice about it is if you have a car say you have a custom car so a hot rod uh, maybe something you've done a custom paint job to and you used a different color paint than maybe what was there in the factory so say you have a you know, a uh, 65 Ford Mustang, and you didn't really want to use the factory uh, red that was popular in 65. I think it was called Signal Flare Red. Uh, but you want to you want to use a little different color, and you really you really found a, a Corvette color you liked, or a, or a uh, or a Chrysler color that you liked, and you got enough so you could paint the car. And then you know, a year later, you get a little nick or a little scratch in it. What do you do? Well, you 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 go to a place like Automotive Touch-Up, and you can order a spray can of paint, and you get the same color. So you, so you don't have to worry about that, you know, that color that was maybe sort of not designed for that car, but able to do it. So a nice day like today, get out there, try to wash and wax the car, get it good and clean. Um, and depending on how dirty it is, I've become a fan of waterless car wash. Um, you need a lot of microfiber cloths, and as long as the car isn't really too dirty so it's might not be one it might not be a product you want to use if you've driven down a, a gravel road where you know the dirt and stuff sticks to it but if it's just you know dust and light dirt on the car you spray the stuff on and mcguire's makes a good product and grio which i have pronounced groits for the longest time i think it's g-r-i-o-t um they make a waterless car wash product and you spray it on it it literally lifts the dirt off and you wipe it off with a, a clean microfiber cloth and then you go over it with another one and that kind of gives it a little bit of a shine back and i've been using that sort of in between car washes 
to get the car to look good again. You you have to be a little bit careful because on a day, especially if a, a dark color car on a hot day, that paint's going to get kind of hot. And because it does have a little bit of wax in it, uh, it can haze over a little bit. So uh, on a on a, a car that's been parked in the shade, the waterless car wash. If it is a if it is a car that you take to car shows and things like that, a quick little. Uh, five or ten minutes over over the car you know makes it look all nice and clean and shiny just like you detailed it and it does it does a really nice job and it's another way that can help protect your car so uh, the other the other trick sometimes uh well you know you've found out that uh it's uh it's you know, and now your body might be telling you it's uh, 12:43, but the clock is telling you it's 11:43, and uh, the clock in your car, you know, maybe it's accurate because you never changed it when we changed the time in the spring. Uh, but if you want to change it, some of them are pretty complicated to change. Others use. If your car has uh, GPS in it, it uses the GPS to set the time so you don't have to do anything. But in some cases, you really have to go into a multiple set of menus to find out how to change the time in the car. My two family cars that are here are pretty simple to change, although the Volkswagen that's here is a little bit complicated. It, it takes a couple little extra steps. You have to hold one thing while you do something else to get the numbers to change, where the Hyundai that's here, uh, it's pretty simple. It's just a couple buttons, and it's easy enough to change. But uh, some some are more complicated. Some you have to go into submenus to find the clock, a little bit of a pain to do, and that's where sometimes you really have to revert to the owner's manual um, to be able to to be able to, you know, look through and see what's wrong, see how to set those little things. So, you know, a few things to think about. Our phone number is 781-837-4900, This is kind of an interesting story. An armed robbery of a U.S. postal carrier helped police begin to unravel a crime ring that has stolen numerous muscle cars and other expensive vehicles from auto plants and dealerships in the Detroit area. When officers caught the man suspected of robbing the postal worker outside of Cleveland, they found three high-priced stolen vehicles at his home, a Ram 1500 TRX, a Land Rover Range Rover, and a Dodge with the Hellcat engine. Uh, This led to federal indictments in June against four Ohio men on charges of conspiracy and interstate transport of stolen vehicles. One of the men told the FBI that he and another defendant communicated through Instagram with people in the Detroit area about obtaining stolen vehicles. Prosecutors uh, then said the they said the thieves also sold the vehicles, originally worth fifty dollars to $100,000, for $3,500 to $15,000 to buyers in Chicago, Indianapolis, and other near East Coast shipping points. So, do you think anyone was a little suspicious when someone said, hey, I got this... Uh, uh, Range Rover that's worth a hundred thousand dollars, and I'll sell it to you for fifteen thousand. Do you think something's wrong? Uh, investigators say that the thieves started the vehicles using handheld electronic pro pads. Many of the um, Dodge Chargers and Challengers and Hellcat, Hellcats, the fast ones, said Sergeant Jerry Hanna with the Macomb Auto Theft Squad, Michigan. Uh, if a patrol car gets them, they're not stopping, and they're faster than the patrol cars. Uh, 
they'll go 150 miles an hour all all day. Uh, thieves have uh, hit uh, several Ford plants in Michigan, stealing F-150 Raptors and Mustangs. At suburban Detroit dealerships last year, thieves crashed a ram through a glass wall, then drove other cars in the showroom out through the same hole. Police found a Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat taken after the driver smashed into a brick wall trying to get away. Three other vehicles were later recovered. Um, so now it begs the question, what is an electronic pro pad? And, and how, how do, do we get it? one? Yeah, and how do we get one? Exactly. <laughs> we have uh, uh, Paul from Somerville online. All right. Well, what's, uh, you know, maybe Paul knows. Uh, Paul, good morning. Morning, John. How you doing? Good. Do you any idea what a, hey. what, a pro, what a pro pad is and how you use that to steal a car? No idea. Good. I, 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 haven't, I haven't been in that business. <laughs> I've been well, on the other side. I know, I know. You've been, you've been on the other side of that business. So, uh, but yeah. but it, but it's interesting. The other big story this week about theft was a big um, catalytic converter theft ring got busted out in New Jersey, and I guess yeah. they had ties all over the United States. And and the uh, uh, state rep from uh, uh, um, down in the Bristol County area, Steve Howitt, filed a bill in Massachusetts to try to cut down on. Uh, catalytic converter theft and and he hinted around that catalytic converter theft was a was an underworld uh kind of gang related thing and based on the story i think he was right well there's a good possibility that that's that's connected um it's the the big problem is that it's something that happens overnight when there's not too many people watching other than cameras other than cameras and it's a, a theft that only takes a minute or less with the saw. Yeah, yeah no. uh, very easy theft, and uh, you know it's a uh, it's a high value item. Absolutely. Uh, that's why I called you. I didn't think I so. A question but... for you. I get a, you, know, you were talking about the autonomous vehicles and the um, the number of crashes into uh, the fire engine. There's been a lot of police cruisers that have been uh, crashed into by Teslas, and I, I'm not sure about other vehicles, but people on autopilot. But my Oh, in the last few years, uh, fire apparatus and ambulances and I have been required to have reflective chevrons on the back of their vehicles. And most police cars are following suit, and they have reflective chevrons across the back. I'm just wondering if you know if AAA or anybody, I haven't read of anyone, who's done a study to see if those chevrons, which are pointed toward the middle, right, um, are, are falsely triggering something in uh, dimly lit or unlit roadways when the headlights reflect on them to uh, cause the vehicle to go directly you, you, into, you, into that direction. You know, you, you might be on to something because I saw a autonomous vehicle, a video of an autonomous vehicle, and it was being tested in all places down in New Bedford. And um, it was doing really well. It was, it was, out, it was out driving around. And it was doing really well. And uh, what happened? It was following a. It was following, of all things, a fish truck, and the um, the door of the fish truck opened up, and a ton of ice fell out of the back of the truck. And the autonomous vehicle didn't know what to do because the sunlight reflecting on the sparkly ice just confused it. Hmm. So yeah, you I, might be, I, you might be on something. I was thinking more of the fact that you, when you see a lot of the uh, the traffic. Uh, speed tables and, right. um, and, and speed bumps, very often there are chevrons prior to that yeah. that kind yeah. of 
kind of no, no, uh, to go to go right over them. Yeah, no, you you've you've given me homework to do now, Paul. Well, I I haven't read it anywhere. I do yeah. you know, try to keep up on that yeah. stuff, but I haven't seen anyone yeah. testing it. But um, it just seems to me that that could be you, you, um, you, an indirect cause. You know, I'm a, I'm going to start to do a little bit of research now. Oh, that's good. All right, Paul. Hey, thanks. Thanks for All the right, call, and, and be well, and uh, talk again soon. Take care. We need to take I, another break. We need to take another break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on 95.9 WATD. If you would like to join us, the phone number is simple enough. It is 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. We'll be right back. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-7 roadside assistance which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and car rentals, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com slash join. It happens all over Massachusetts. In every home, and every community. Be careful in your bike. Learning can happen anytime, anywhere. Hi guys. We'll see you at practice this weekend. And no matter how learning takes place in your family's life, Desi is there as your partner. The Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. Never stop learning. Find out more at mass.gov slash back to school. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Department for Elementary and Secondary Education. Wouldn't you just love new kitchen cabinets without the high cost? The mess and the inconvenience? Hi, I'm Sheldon Stewart of Stewart Painting, and I know how scary the thought of a demoed kitchen for months can be. So I have a solution. Let our cabinet refinishing team restore the beauty to your kitchen cabinets. Our professionals will apply a sprayed finish that costs less and will be done in days. We paint hundreds of kitchen cabinets every year, and we would love to add yours to our list. Call Stuart Painting today at either our Hingham or Hyannis offices to schedule your free estimate. Or, to receive a virtual quote, go to StuartPaint.com. Choose Get a Virtual Quote Now, create a video of your project, send it to our sales team, and receive a price within 24 hours. So remember, Stuart Painting. Expect the best. Talk radio with a South Shore point of view. Hi, I'm Kevin Chachi. Join me tomorrow for Monday Night Talk, where the South Shore comes to talk. Tomorrow night after the 6 o'clock news here on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the car doctor program. Jesse, you're a golfer? No. No, me neither. Uh, but a golfer is suing an Arkansas Ford dealership that he said owes him a free F-150 for making a hole-in-run, a uh, hole-in-one. Adam Cleggett uh, posed for uh, photos holding his ball in front of the $53,000 pickup truck um, after his hole-in-one October 8th at uh, some country club. Uh, but J. Hodge Ford of Morlinton said it had never agreed to give the truck away in the tournament of the century. The country club had specifically advertised it as a prize in a Facebook post tagging the dealership. Hole-in-one on hole 10 gets you the keys to an F-150. 
maybe you only get the keys. The club wrote with a photo of the F-150 4x4 Super Crew, thanks to Jay Hodge Ford. Uh, the dealership, which is known as Maggie Ford until a change of ownership in August, said on its Facebook page that it provided the truck for display and advertising purposes only because it didn't have enough lead time to obtain insurance for the giveaway. Without our knowledge, the store uh, wrote, uh, Morlington Country Club promoted that the new truck would be available as a winning prize at the event despite our agreement that it would be for display purposes only. However, screenshots show that the dealership Facebook account linked the Country Club's post promoting the F-150 giveaway, then removed uh, the likes after the dispute arose, according to Cleggett's lawyer. And uh, this is about doing the right, what is right. Mr. Cleggett lived up to his end of the deal when he got the hole-in-one. Now, Moralton Country Club and Jay Hodge Ford of Moralton want to... Uh, here's an interesting expression. They want to crawfish out of the deal. Never heard of that one, but it just seems seems correct. This guy, uh, this guy in clearly, Arkansas? clearly won the truck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like they're trying to back out of the deal. Yeah, I I think I think it is too. And all of these, and I guess I was too naive to think that dealerships actually give this stuff away. They actually buy an insurance policy from like Lloyd's of London with the idea that no one's going to get the hole in one. But if they do, the insurance policy pays for it to get it to get it done. So, huh. uh, yeah. So uh, okay. So so my first initial thought was, did this guy really get the hole in one? If it was during a tournament, I'm sure there's witnesses. It might oh be yeah, even on camera. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he's got a good case. I think I think he does too. I think he I think he should be uh, you know and and the only the only thing I can think of is you know they said they'll you know you'll get a hole in one and you get the keys to a Ford F one fifty. They never said you get the truck. You get the keys. That's a good point. But on not the a, other hand, not a great point. Good point. Not a not a great point. You know, which is why, among other things, I'm not a lawyer. So. Uh, so just well, know, I'm just saying, of, if the dealership was actually yeah. well, well, here's your keys. That yeah. would be uh, that might be even more sleazy than than try to pretend it never happened in the first place. Didn't didn't someone do that once with like uh, they're offering up you win ten thousand dollars or you win a hundred grand, and they were handing out like hundred grand candy bars. Ooh, that's a rough one. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody was doing somebody was doing something weird like that. But yeah, yeah. Now it's you gotta you know you gotta do the right thing and and. You know whether whether they got it or not, um, you know whether they paid for it. it didn't they just get fifty thousand dollars worth of free advertising? You know, being all over the news about this. You know, to me, it seems like hmm, not that not that big a deal. But yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say that's necessarily good press. But they say any press is good press, right? That's that's right. That's right. So. Well, we'll have to yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if my dealership with the whole uh, "come get ripped off" here is a is a great slogan. <laughs> for the, uh, well, there's that, I suppose. Well, but, yes, yeah. you bought the truck, but we just gonna we're gonna give you the keys. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. Um, if you're if you're uh, you know if you're thinking about uh, you know something new something new for your wife for Christmas, apparently uh, Rolls Royce has got a new ultra luxury brand, uh, and it's going to be an electric vehicle. You know, should you want an electric vehicle? And they they claim that uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fast, like uh, all Rolls Royces. It's uh, it's uh, about uh, four hundred thousand dollars. So you know, should you want to get should you want to get your wife something a little special for Christmas? Uh, this new electric Rolls Royce might be it. 
could, could be, be the one. Yeah. Could, could be the one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and the other interesting thing is, and um, I think uh, Elon Musk has been in the news too much with the whole Twitter thing. But Elon Musk, there's a headline in Automotive News that says, "Elon Musk, don't doubt me," and it says, "Experts concerned 50% growth target is too ambitious." Tesla. Uh, Inc. posted record sales numbers for the third quarter, but analysts say are expressing doubts about the EV leader's ability to power through the economic slowdown, despite CEO Elon Musk's assurance that the company is certainly recession resilient. Um, you know, he's he's able to pull stuff out of nowhere and make money. So who knows who knows how he does it? But he knows you know, a thing or two about making money. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I make I'm I'm. I try to make friends. I don't make money. I make friends. How's that? That's what's most important. Yeah, there we go. Hey, that music means we need to go. Uh, you've been listening to the Car Doctor program. I want to thank uh, John Zagari for uh, uh, co-hosting or hosting for me at the beginning of the program. And uh, Jesse for getting us back on the air, which was important as well. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. And if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down or pull over it. Or it saves lives. Bye-bye now. <laughs>